and I'm sitting there and I'm going through the benefits and all I hear is this blood curdling like <laughs> ah! <laughs> and, and and like he was like like waiting for them to bring it up like the people he's sitting down with and going over the insurance yep. with and they just kept looking at him like like nothing happened like it's normal yeah like it was normal and he was like uh are you, did you guys hear that and they're like yeah it's nothing that's our uh ape jackie just keep going <laughs> and he's like wait what he's like all right man you want to see it and i guess they like walk him back and they're like walking him back and it's like i can just imagine like the wood creaking and everything in this old house in nebraska <laughs> yeah, bro, in the middle of a fucking farm and they're just like reaching for the door and they're like before we open the store make sure you don't make any eye contact with our ape So, we're coming live from Adversity Kings, episode number two, numero dos. So, uh, I'm the host, Tristan Alebic, and today we got a special guest, my best friend, my partner in business. We're live on TikTok as well, Robert Jackson. Say what up, brother. What up, bro? Appreciate you for, for having me on the show. I'm excited, you know, watching this get built. It's a dream that we've had since uh, when we started, yeah, so it's awesome started, to see it, see it coming out to real life. Absolutely. I'm gonna awkwardly set the set the phone down real quick, Aiden, for a little bit of TikTok live action. Okay. Oh, that bottom right, you just hit flip camera. So we're gonna go ahead and just jump in. Everything's recording, right, Aiden? Yep. And we can leave this all in there. I yes, think it'll be cool to look back, like when we're on episode 1002, and be like, "Dude, we were so horrible. <laughs> that sucked so bad, and nobody listened. The only people that are gonna listen is maybe like five minutes." Probably. Somebody will listen to it, like in our company, a few people, three or four will probably, probably in give the office. Like five seconds. They'll be like, hey, you guys did great. And it's like, you you only listened to five seconds. <laughs> and then like our moms, both our moms yeah, are facts. crazy. Like, like, Posted on Facebook yeah, and everything. Yeah, crazy. Look at my son. He saved America. <laughs> he did everything. He ended world hunger with this podcast. My mom's my biggest supporter and fan. Like legit too. Same here, bro. Legit. So let's go ahead and... Uh, kind of start i wanted to open up and talk basically one you just finished up closing a presentation right yeah yeah so, so. we plan to start at 9 9 p.m central for those of you guys that don't know we're in chicago uh we run a financial services company we're obviously in the life insurance industry but but rob just finished up a presentation so you were finishing up a presentation um how long have you been selling so I've been uh, selling insurance for life insurance specifically for about uh, two years and four months. So, um, you know, I sold cars and, and sold direct TV and other stuff, but for life insurance about two years and four months now. Dude, I hate those direct TV salesmen. <laughs> I was you guys know, like, if you go through a grocery store and somebody like pops up on you and they're like, <laughs> hello, what type of TV? Like, I'm like, dude, what? Does that, like, <laughs> does anybody even, like, have an actual cable service anymore? Like, Not especially anymore, our yeah. age range, dude. It's like, if you don't have, like, a smart TV, you, like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. You know it's all I mean? streaming now, too, you know? Yeah, so. streaming and everything like that. So you've been selling. You've been in sales four or five years, I would imagine, because you, you started with us. How old were you when you started with us? So I was uh, 18, turning 18? 19, yeah. But, and so... So you started at 18, so I started at 18, turned 19 as well. Um, but I was, I was, what was I, 19 or 20 when I hired you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I think of that, but I also think of, you were selling DirecTV then in high school? 
Yeah. So, so right out of, so right out of high school, you know, when I was in high school, I was washing cars and then right out of high school, I jumped into direct TV sales. It was one of those, you know, MLMs where it was yeah. like, Hey, you know, sell direct TV and hire like build people a little team. and get your own yeah. business. Right. <laughs> and, uh, that's where you met Kamar too. Right. That's where we I met get, Kamar I gotta Thompson. get Kamar on here. Yeah. Kamar is one of Kimmy. our top producers and he, uh, you know, and, and he would come in Jamaican with these gold. He had gold everywhere. He would come into the office and we would have these breakout rooms. Yeah. When we came in where we'd have whiteboards on the wall, right? Yeah. And you would do your presentation. So it was just like role playing in the yeah. morning. And then you would, you know, we had what's called a burn and turn where I would say, hey, who do you have for cable? You'd say, oh, Comcast. Okay, perfect. Come I know check this that's out. not what you really mean with you and Kamar. Burn and turn. I know what you guys were burning uh, yeah. and turning. We were doing that after work. You know what I mean? You so sales is a high stress. Day industry that we we used to do that all day but we grew up you know yeah right all right <laughs> <laughs> so growing up since we're talking about you being in high school working at direct tv and everything like that where'd you grow up so i grew up in uh pickaren pennsylvania so yep. it's a small town like 30 minutes south of pittsburgh yeah but it's like it's been around for like 100 years yeah but it's it's old you know poor poor neighborhood yeah um, but I was grateful because we lived at the top of Pitcairn. So it was yeah. like a big hill, basically. And where you were at on the hill determined what kind of level of class that you lived at, right? Yeah. So, but even the top where we lived at the top of the hill still wasn't the best level of class. But I was grateful because we got it's everything. It's so we weird wanted. imagining like just this like big wealth hill. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're at the bottom it, of the hill. You're broke as hell. Dude, for people that don't know what like I would have been under the hill. That's how broke I was. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't even let me like have a place at the bottom. We were so broke. Dude, hey, we started at the bottom of the hill. You know, my mom and she met Harry and then we got to the top. So yeah. uh, but no, I mean But when did when did your mom and your 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 dad split up? Like what was it like when I was so I was three. Okay. Dylan was just born. He was like a year. And Rachel was uh like, four or what, five. Four or five. So okay. real young. Yeah, and my and my dad actually shot Harry. I remember, yeah, yeah. I remember you said and like That's you were like Harry good. dodged it like the Matrix. She's like shh. Yeah, he shot you know him. I mean? uh, just missed him, bro. Just missed him. That's so. crazy. And they're like, did they have? Did they ever see each other after that? Yeah. So it was awkward every time because it would be a combination. Like my dad would have to try to stop by the house before Harry. Yeah. Was was there to see us? You know, like. When's the last time they saw each other? You think? Probably like a year ago. Probably. And they're just cool. Like, hey, what up, brother? No, they don't even speak. They just like my dad will stare at them like this, and Harry will just ignore them. You know, Harry's a bigger man than him. So physically or mentally. But I mean, both really. Yeah. yeah. Like Harry, Harry was like a brute, you know, shorter dude, but he yeah. would knock out like people that were like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Knock out people that are like six foot three and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, he would just ignore my dad, you know yeah. what I mean? But uh, Harry already beat my dad's ass before. So geez, that's nuts. Because, uh, you know, there's an issue with I hope with he him. doesn't hear this. <laughs> Me too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so so with that, so they split up, you're three, and then you guys started at the bottom of the hill. When did Harry and your mom get together? You were like, what? Yeah, so we there we moved out to Blairsville. Yeah. Blairs, you probably ran through there selling yeah, insurance. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you, you wrote a lot of business out there, like Altoona. It was like yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah. Right yeah. You lived out that way for a little? Yeah. How so long did you live out there? Four years. Four years I was And then there. you guys moved back to Pitcairn? Yep. Why'd you move back to Pitcairn? Because uh, my my grandmother. So my okay. mom, ba basically, bro, my whole, like half of my family's dead off heroin, basically. Yeah. Because Pitcairn is a town, but has a huge heroin epidemic. So yeah. like, a lot of my cousins and extended external family died off due to heroin, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The other half, though, was just as you typically expect, are good people, good hearts. Yeah. But 
can't manage their money and then don't have no discipline. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, basically my mom and Harry made, you know, 150000 a year, but my mom's a yes person. So yeah. every time somebody needs some money, my mom, and she takes yeah, care of so many people before herself, just like yeah. yours does, you know? Yeah. Um, but know she just give, give money to everybody that needs it, brother, her brother and stuff like that. And they're all good people, bro. Yeah. But it's just like they, you know, she's giving them all money. So we came back t to basically take care of everyone else. Yeah. That makes sense. Plus, Harry had a, a job. So Harry sold cars yeah. for number one Cochrane up in Pittsburgh. Uh -huh. And he was the number one salesman in the world. Yeah. And then he he switched due to tax reasons. Whenever he would get paid, yeah, they had a like a credit card just like us, 1099. Okay. Right? But he didn't understand how the taxes worked for the 1099 uh, part of it. makes sense. So like two, three, four years making all this money, yeah. boom, you get hit with taxes. Like, hey, bro, you owe this much, $50,000. Yeah. So he said, well, okay, he took, uh, everybody wanted him. Yeah. So Blairsville had a dealership called TriStar where they offered him a $50,000 signing like bonus. Okay. And uh, to move out there, less pay yep. as a sales manager. Uh, he was such a good salesman, he made more than the sales managers. Okay. And what's funny is what saved us um, and what helped us was American Income Life life insurance. He had a life insurance policy through American Income Life. That's the company that, that we technically work with. So well, technically, I'm, I'm an agency owner. I'm partnered with, uh, you know, my mentor and who, who we call, you know, CEO and coach and Simon Arias. So it's Arias Talibic Agencies. But I, I consider like on, on the ground, like boots on the ground, Rob, Rob Jackson. So he's like my partner here on the ground. We like run everything together. Um, but so like the company speaking of that, that's our company, American income life. And then the parent company's globe life. Let me just get, go on the, since this is episode number two, we might as well just let everybody know. So, uh, go on a little tangent globe life is our parent company. So we're a subsidiary, like a little franchise in a sense, uh, our individual agency, and then it's American income life, the subsidiary, and then globe life's the parent company. It's a fortune 500 company, almost a hundred plus years old. I think it's 120 something years old. Yeah. Uh, they're the official life insurance company for the Dallas Cowboys. So we got a suite there. What's really dope is one, I've been in the suite. I just went there with the CEO and the president of American income life. Great, great dudes. Um, Steve Greer, our CEO, shout out Steve Greer. And then David Zoff and shout out the president, the goats. hardworking goats, yes, great dudes. We both get access to them. Even being young, uh, one and finding great people that you can have access to that are humble and uh, willing to pour into you and just give you guidance, not only in business, but in life. Uh, that's like hard to come by. That's like invaluable. So I was yeah. out there with them. Rob's got a lot of time with them. Um, and then global, if you guys watch any baseball, the Texas Rangers globe life stadium, that is our stadium. So we like the naming rights and I don't know, like how, like I'm, I'm hoping I'm, I'm pretty accurate with, with everything. You know, I've been with the company going on five years now, Rob, what are you come? You got to be going on three this, yeah, this, yeah. this coming so year. Three years this upcoming year, I'll be with the company. Which doesn't sound long, you know, to everybody watching, but like in the financial services industry, 100% commission, like a month is like a year. Yeah, it feels like For the like most part, like, like a month years. feels like a year. So kind of jumping back into where we were at, though. Um, so Harry worked his way up, saved you guys with an American income. I'm assuming he pulled from cash value. Yeah, cash value, yep. That's equity that builds up in an insurance policy. It's kind of like a micro investment on the front end, but a major investment on the back end. Like there's, I don't, I don't think anybody watching, if you guys do not understand, obviously reach out to us. We can you know, give you recommendations and education on insurance, see if our benefits work for you. But there, you really can't put a price tag uh, when it comes to investing into your family and your family's financial future and your individual future. There, there really shouldn't be a price tag on how much you're worth to you, 100%. to your family, and, and your family worth to you as well, vice versa. So um, he's talking about cash value and life insurance. 
maybe we'll do some educational pods too. Get some smart people on here other than us. Yeah. Smart asses. So he pulled from the cash value. That helped you guys out. So he yes. had a big policy. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was like a hundred thousand whole life. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he had that, and I seen that when I, I looked him up in the system, and I seen yeah. him. And it was funny because like Justin's mom, Justin Kelly's mom had one too. Like yeah. everybody in our in like Pickering had one, you know. Justin. And uh, Chris Williams, he's our senior <laughs> underwriter. He actually sold my cousins. Ah. He sold them like a lot, a large policy. He's dope <laughs> like, too. So and they liked them a lot, you know. So yeah. Um, and stuff like that. But yeah, TriStar, we moved out there, and I detailed cars when I was fifteen. That was my okay. first job when I was 15 was I detailed cars for TriStar out where he worked. So we'd wake up, drive an hour, wash cars all day yep. for like 12, 15 hours How a day. How old were you then? 15. Uh, okay. Yeah, so I was 15. I got a work permit from school. And then... Uh, what music do you like growing up? So growing up, um, a lot of my musical influence was on my dad. It was... Uh, Oh, like Rock. the oh, yeah. like the stuff that I like. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why like you that. and Dylan like it because some right. Dylan will pick up on some things like some of the country music and some yep. of like so that was from your your OG dad or Harry? Yeah, my real dad. Your so real that dad. was from him. Yeah. And then uh, you know, country we got from my mom and Harry because when we okay. lived out in Blairsville, they would country songs all day because it was like uh, the country area kind of. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's where we got our musical from. And then once we first heard rap, when we came back to Pit Karen, and then yeah. now it's like now it a lot of rap. It was like rap. Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So, and then, like, what was, like, the funniest thing for you, like, growing up? Was, like, there ever, like, a moment where it was, like, you think back and be, like, bro, that was the funniest memory of my childhood? So, yeah, I mean, dude, we, we had fun a lot, bro, growing up, you know? So dude, that's that one story thing. of Justin Kelly, like, when he was so high and he thought <laughs> I his right. legs were broken. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that story was the funniest story because we were, we had, uh, you know, my friend Anthony Gribben. Yeah, uh, he he uh we, he lives in like a trailer park out by. Uh, Did he ever try to come work with the company? He sounds familiar. Yeah, so he um we talked to him a lot. I think he has a policy with us actually, but Probably. he was uh you know he's he's a beast. Yeah, and he was like a monkey growing up. We called him monkey because this dude had hands, big ass hands. Yeah, and this dude was one of those naturally like he didn't lift or nothing, but he was like naturally like just looked like he lifted, you know? Yeah. Built for climbing trees, like built for climbing trees. Okay, and he would climb trees all the time. Built for climbing trees. <laughs> but uh, Pennsylvania, you know, we have large trees, large hills. So we would just go out and do that stuff. But basically, you know, we started getting older and uh, we got drunk once at <clears throat> around that area where he lived. And it was like in a valley, right? Yeah. Justin, and there was a sheets and a Levin's furniture yeah. up the street. So we're in the woods. We had this campfire set up, you know, everybody's drinking and, and Justin Kelly, you know, he got so... And Justin, I'm sorry to put you on the spot, bro, but he got so drunk, so drunk that he's over there like, I can't feel my legs laying in the grass and in the <laughs> leaves, and it's like wet and rainy. So, you oh, know, I we... Thought, I thought he felt like he crashed his car. Oh, you're... T yeah, that, so that's that's at the end of this. So it, it was a lot of crazy stuff. So basically, he got drunk, right? That was when he was on acid that same night. Yeah. <laughs> But so he got real drunk, like walked up to Levin's furniture and sheets, bro. He called the police and the ambulance on himself, bro. Oh God, I see he that was in so Nebraska drunk, one like, night. <clears throat> he called them on himself. Yeah, and they came and picked him up because apparently, if you're like need medical attention, they took him to the hospital. He like yeah, threw up pumped and his stuff. stomach or something. Yeah. So then the next day, he he's like recovering from it, so he decides to take take a couple acid, tabs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> and this, I found out about this after, bro, whenever he, like, he, I didn't hear from him for a week and he came yeah. out to woodwork. And uh, he said, like, he went to sleep that night, bro, and this had me crying. He said he went to sleep that night and 
you know, he was dreaming and his dreams were so vivid that he crashed his car in his dream when it was like storming and raining. He said he could feel every broken bone in his body, like legitimate, could feel the pain in his dream, bro. You're not supposed to feel anything <laughs> in your dreams. You could legitimately feel the pain. Dude, when you hear Justin explain the story in person, too. <laughs> so he's like, my femur snapped in half. And I'm just in the office. <laughs> Bro, he said he was laying on the just hood of the car. Just envisioned like his femur snapped in half, like blood. And just Justin, like especially if you knew him, like like his hair is real long now. Like it was like medium long. Was, like, <laughs> and, he, and like I, he's ripped right yeah, now. He's yoked. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, he's, he's cut up. Out. But like he was a little chunkier there in Nebraska with the medium. And I'm like, what, dude? All barefoot <laughs> and everything. But but yeah, bro. So he he talked about like he broke all his bones. He could feel it. He could feel the rain and the cold wind and yeah. everything on his body. And like. You know, he, he like, thought it was legit, like, for real, like, so it was just funny because he, he told me about that, bro, but that, that was probably one of the funniest moments. Another funny moment we had, too, was we used to throw snowballs at cars all the time. Uh, we so, used to throw rocks. Okay, yeah, I don't In know In Arkansas, <laughs> I specifically remember we would have, we wouldn't have dodgeball fights. We were, we, we were still, somehow, I'd go see, like, my dad, like, before, because when I lived in Arkansas, my dad was rich before he went to jail, and so... We would have, like, instead of, like, I'd go hang out with, like, my broke cousins, kind of, like, at the bottom of the hill yeah. down in Arkansas. And uh, we lived in the country, though. And, like, we, like, played the worst games in the world. Like, we didn't play dodgeball. We would play, like, rock ball. Like, you had to <laughs> avoid the rocks. Like, and we were point blank. And I was, I had to have been six or seven. And my older cousins, they were probably 11 or 12. Like, you know what I mean? They were twice my age whipping rocks at me, bro. <laughs> like, whipping. And I remember another time we we were playing, like, like, BB gun avoid like not not like paintball like I've done with you guys yeah. or like even airsoft which still hurts a lot metal like metal BBs metal BBs we were shooting shit. pellet guns at each other and yeah, I remember I, I really like messed my cousin up this one time bad so uh, that reminds me when you're talking about snowballs at the cars because we would throw rocks at cars but I, yeah see I mean I, we never threw rocks bro but like we, no. we'd throw snowballs at cars and it was all of us and then the one day I'm like, hey, bro, I'm not not really going to go out with y'all today. And I was upstairs. Uh, I think I was like doing work, actually, like doing work for the first time or yeah. watching something. I can't remember. But basically they went out and it's at the top of my hill, bro. And the cars wouldn't pass over. Yeah. So we'd hit them and duck back into the woods. We had like a wood line right there. Uh, okay. And, uh, you know, they go out, bro, and they throw the snowball at the car. They miss the car <laughs> and hit a cop car, bro, on the windshield. Like, yeah, right after they all got arrested in the in the uh, back of the police car. And I just hear all these people talking about like, oh, they start crying, like in the back seat, all of them, like Gunner, Justin, all of them. And, uh, and she was hilarious. Can't even imagine bro. Gunner crying. He's so socially awkward. Like, in the back. Bro, like we used to do all that type of stuff, bro. And then like we would do uh like we do king of the hill yeah i had a hill full of dead grass so it's all dead grass and like hay like so yeah. you're sliding down that thing bro we would wear some sweatpants and we would play like cops and robbers and stuff yep and you know i remember this one time bro we had picnic benches at the bottom of the hill bro yeah and i'm running and there's like three of them on me bro and i run and i sidestep and slide down the hill between all three of them and they all like tried to jerk and slide down the hill with me all three of them are staring at me straight, bro, and then just jerk to the right, and then they hit their shins off the picnic table, bro, and got stuck. Like, you ever see somebody running yeah. full-fledging get stuck, bro, instantly? 
like yeah and their shins like bent backwards and i was just i was crying bro it was the funniest thing in my life that i've ever seen bro and, and they're over there like crying in pain and stuff and i just why did how'd they hit it Bro, because it's it's like slanted on the hill, yeah. And they they came up this way, but they were so focused at looking at me to get me. Who who uh, was it? It was like Justin and Gunner, okay. And then I think this other kid. Where's Dylan at in all these stories? Dylan's with us, but usually it was me and Dylan on the team. Yeah. So I had a sun porch, and there was a jail. That was the jail. It was cops and robbers. So you had to go okay. release somebody. So I slid down through them, bro, and released Dylan. Yeah. And then they just go, and like just crush their shins on this table, bro. And they all just collapsed. And it was the funniest shit because then we ran away. Oh, my God. But, like, we used to do stuff like that all the time, bro. Like, just to Dude, find... who was your first girlfriend? <sighs> shit, bro. So, um, my first girlfriend, so bro, was, like, trouble. probably, like, if you really if you really count, like, if you're counting, like, actual relationships, bro, probably, like, seventh grade is when I started, like... Yeah, I think I was, like... Really getting into relationships. Sixth grade, fifth yeah. grade, yeah. But, like, I was bad, bro. Like, in seventh grade, I would, like, date a girl and then, like, break up with her the same day and then date another girl. You know what I mean? Because yep. I didn't, I was just, like, I was, like, shit, I'm, I was cool with everybody, you know? So I liked everybody, yeah. like, all these girls, Middle you know? school hoe. The more, the merrier, right? But I didn't yeah. know what it was at the time. But eventually, like, freshman year, I started to, like, I set myself back and I was, like, look So right. when did you uh, lose your virginity then? Whenever I was 14. Oh, for real? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so when I was 14, you're, okay. so, you're, you're younger than me. So it was, um, it was like the most awkward shit like in my scared. life, bro. Oh, it had to have been. Bro, so awkward. Like, I didn't even know what the shit was, bro. Like, what was going on, bro? Because like, I never had nobody really growing up. But I up. feel like every young man, like, watches porn, yeah, like, bro, has an like, idea. Like, I think I, like, started in, like, fifth grade. Me, I was into that octopus shit. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. <laughs> like, Peter. <laughs> I'm playing, Peter. No. <laughs> no, I'm just Peter. <laughs> Did Peter tell you that story of his, like, first, like, website? It's on the first pop podcast i think he explained it no i gotta listen to it bro i gotta, I gotta basically he was it. like 12 making a lot of money because he was like a computer engineer and he like inv created like a hentai porn website what bro yeah dude yeah i didn't hear about that that's nuts yeah but, but yeah bro i mean it was just awkward but yeah when i was like 14 and then uh pretty much to the next so time was it your girlfriend it. now no no so uh basically i was with this one girl when i was like 14 i was with her on and off for like two years and then uh, pretty much never spoke to her again. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, wait, <laughs> wait, right after I feel so bad. I mean, no, bro. But it was like, oh but it, man, I was too young to, this, to know. I'm sorry, bro. Miss. <laughs> I was too young to know what it was, and and she was too. So it was like you bro, didn't know what was happening. <laughs> bro, I was just, <laughs> I was just going with the motions, bro. For real, like I was just doing what what, what everybody said. So but, where um, were you guys? Like, what's the story? Like? At my crib. So uh, yeah. where were your parents? They wasn't at the at the house, so. Oh God, yeah. man, Alexa. Yeah, they weren't at the house. You, dude. Probably, but you know how um, girlfriends are. It's like, dog. <laughs> that was eight <laughs> years ago. <laughs> I was fourteen. Bro. It don't matter. You texted this girl twenty it don't years matter. ago. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, <laughs> that's hilarious. But um, but yeah, bro. So you know when I was like fourteen and stuff. But my first like official, like real relationship when I was like seventeen. Yeah. So who was uh, that? So uh, I dated Alexa for three months when I was a freshman. Yeah. But uh, it never got real serious. We never really saw each other much. So for like three months we dated, but then we were friends after that. Yeah. But uh, she actually hated me for a year after that, bro, for like no reason. Like Dang. hated me. Yeah. Like, like, bro, like we broke up and I'm thinking I'm never going to talk to her again. And she was friends with, like, we were all friends. Like yeah. the whole same group of people 
basically, you know, I didn't really hang out with nobody yeah. outside of school. Like I would go into school, I'd be cool with everybody, but I would just do my own thing outside of school, yeah. you know? And then they, they was like, started coming to the house. So I just started chilling with Dylan and all them. Yeah. Um, and then <clears throat> basically she would come around, bro. Cause she was in the same group. But like when she would come around, bro, I'm like, how are you, why are you coming around here? Like if we ain't dating no more, you know? And then it would just be every time I said something, it would be a side comment, like yeah. some smart shit or some attitude. And it was for no reason, bro. Like I wasn't even a bad dude or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just some crazy, but I was young, bro. And so was she. So it really didn't like make any sense, but we dated for like three months and then I didn't date nobody for like a year and a half, two years. And then when I was like junior going into senior, I was in a year relationship with uh, another girl yeah. Uh, that new Alexa was actually newer and stuff, and they're are they still friends? Alex, I'm not really, not friends at all, really. Um, but she, I dated her for like a year and a half, and that was like my first serious relationship. I was there every day, bro. I was just, but it kept me disciplined, bro. I would go to work, and then I just go to her house every day for a year, all day. But uh, but eventually, bro, you know, I got caught into the the trap of like seeing everybody else at my age like yeah. i'm a senior like and all these people are out doing stuff and partying and all this yeah. stuff so me i was just like bro i wanted out is you that know, when you started partying the, huh is that when you started partying yeah so i was like i thought that was what everybody's supposed to do bro you know yeah and uh so i started doing all that and then after like a couple months of doing that i realized like this shit wasn't what it was supposed to be when do you think it's the first time you smoked weed when i was 17 for real dog yeah. i think i was 12 for real? I swear, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I was like I think 17. I was 12. We did the water bottle thing. Oh, the grab, or the, um. No, not, not, yeah, I think so. Well, because you, I think we did it a different way where you put the foil on the oh, top. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking there, about. Put a hole on the side with the water at the bottom of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. Dude, we made so many contraptions like that, bro. Yeah, so many different things. We it had was this nuts. big ass plastic I, think, I swear, can. I think I was, I think we like started like like moving a little bit and, and smoking a little bit I was like 12 12 years old bro that's, yeah that shit's nuts bro like people around us like we're like 12 yeah, doing that shit like 12. but I was like I yeah, was doing that shit I was gonna I was say 17. you seem like cause you, I mean you seem like you look nerdy yeah, fuck no, I never. <laughs> you, you guys gotta <laughs> but bro, you gotta let like, them know you were the king of the bowling team like who let's who, relax on that for a whoever second whoever says like yo look who I'm talking to Bro, first of all, there. I was the most ass. Look at this I sexy the- man, King Bowler. <laughs> <laughs> what? Bro, I was like, the what goat. What dude, bro. you bowl? I was the goat. How's bowling. my phone battery, Aiden? Yeah, what about mine too? Is it mine? Just- I low key want. What's? There's a spot. I think Rob's about to die. Oh right, yeah. Would you be able to grab it? Yeah. Could room? I? Could we get our phones back now? There can't be nobody watching. Uh, we're not famous. Two people on streams. Yeah, dude, we're not famous. Is there three people on my stream? That's how many people are going to watch this podcast. <clears throat> That's how many people are going to come to our funerals, bro. <laughs> Damn, dude. Yours. But no, nah, bro. I mean, bro, I played sports my whole life up until my car accident. <clears throat> dude. I, so once I was in a car accident, I couldn't play no more no I don't more know sports. about that, Thank man. You. I, you know you keep telling me you played sports. Yeah, I had 67 plus people viewing my live. That's hard, bro. You didn't have nothing. Dude, somebody commented, why are you two staring at each other? No, <laughs> they did. Yeah, dude, they did. What do you mean, like, what do you mean, why are you staring? Why are you staring? Bro, you can't see the results of your life. Like, can I see, like, who commented and stuff or no? I think on TikTok you can. In group me? 
We're checking our phones right now. We could leave us in there. Yeah, screw it. But oh, yeah, bro, snap. it was uh we was live. But yeah, it was uh dude, I have 18,000 18,000 freaking Well, this is what we do all day. We just really sit on these phones. This is how we Pretty make much. our money. Um, so, yeah, Rob messed his back up, blew his back out. He ran into this back alley. No, I did not. There was these, <laughs> there was these <laughs> what are they called? The furries? <laughs> yeah, so there was these two giant pandas, and they just fucked fuck, Bro, they was eating up. bamboo, bro. Blew his back out. So how did this ha car accident happen? Bro, so I had my first car was a five speed Mazda Miata, bro. It's like the smallest my car. My first car was a gift from my great pap before he died. It was technically a Miata. For real? Yeah, yeah. remember? I think mine was like a yeah, 98 or an 06. I sold it for five grand because it, it was a manual. I never even really learned how to drive a manual. Yeah, I was, mine was 91. So you could drive a manual? Yep, I could drive a manual. Can't drive a manual. To this day, yeah. So what'd you do? So basically, I was on my way back to work, I was washing cars. Uh, and I'm on my way back to work, bro. And this lady was like 80 years old, bro. She was coming out the parking lot of Olive Garden and in Monroeville, it was like a plaza. So where I turned right in was up the street, but Olive Garden's exit was on the, on this side. So like with Olive Garden, you would exit on the same side, but it was before where I would turn in, if that makes sense. So if I'm driving down the road, Olive Garden's entrance and exits here. And then where I was working, entrance and exit was down there. Yeah. So I'm literally driving at like 30 miles an hour, but there's a big-ass truck in front of me. Yeah. So I watched this lady turn left, look at the truck, and not see me whatsoever, bro. Because I was so small. that she, The Mazda Miata is the smallest car that ever exists. No, you were small. You were small until yeah. I grew you up. <laughs> so, you know, but listen, so I was actually small, very small at the time. I was like 120 pounds, 5'6", or something like that. But um, So I'm driving in this car, bro, and I watched this lady look, see the truck, and not see me, bro. I'm like, she definitely didn't see me. I'm like, I'm going to just get past her. Yeah. And the truck passes. She, she looks to the left, sees the truck, then boom, looks to the right. As she's turning back to look straight, to pull out, she sees the truck pass her, so she thinks it's good to go. And I, I couldn't stop, bro. I was, I was right at that turn about to finish going past where she was coming out of. And boom, she just floors that shit, bro. Like 50 miles an hour coming out of an exit, bro. Like if she wouldn't have hit me, bro, she would have definitely like would just went straight into the curb or something. She hit me hard as shit for no reason. And she hit my back end. My car spun around three times. But my body, I was buckled in. Talking to Mike. Huh? The mic. Oh, yeah, my fault, my fault. So I was buckled in, bro. And Mazda Miata seatbelts hold everything, bro. Like, hold you in there for dear life. Yeah. And my back, like, my shoulder, my right shoulder touched the other seat. Like, that's how it turned I went. I was sitting in the driver's seat, but my shoulder was touching the passenger seat, <laughs> my right shoulder, bro. So, like, I felt my back, like, get some nerves. Like, my nerves were messing up, but I was so much adrenaline in me because I didn't know what happened. And I go home, bro, and go to sleep, wake up, start feeling this back pain. And I go get an MRI, and I fracture my L1 vertebrae in my back. I tore the muscle that connected the vertebrae to the yeah. rest of my muscles, and that's why, like, I'm getting work on my shoulder now. 
and then uh, <clears throat> messed up the nerves around it, and it was like a, a hairline fracture. Did they do surgery? No, so you had two options. So the first option was they could do like a, it's what's called a cement surgery, where they take a balloon, basically, and they put a needle in your spine, and they inject like a, a balloon in it, into your spine, basically, yeah. to keep it solid. And then it was like a compression fracture that I had. So they keep it solid so it can't compress. And then the boon turns the balloon turns into cement. So it cements yeah. your vertebrae. And once it cements your vertebrae, you can't have any more compression fracture injuries. Well, me, you know, he was like, you could do that. Or because I was just getting into football, bro. Yeah. Just got my gear, just got finished with conditioning, ready to start like games and practice. And uh, I was about to start as a wide receiver. I was going to start as a wide out. And but you were 5'6". At this time? No, at this time I had actually grew. I was 5'11 at this time, but I was still 120, yeah. But I was fast as shit. And then I could catch everything. But I was fast and I caught everything. So You're was, not fast. First of all, I'm fast. And then and second, you don't catch shit, I dude. I caught so everything. Did the car accident knock out your hand-eye <laughs> coordination? Dude? You'd be like this in the office trying to catch it. No, bro. I... uh. So when I was a wide receiver, basically I got all my gear. I was ready to go. Gunner was with me too, bro. And uh, then I get in this car. I said, they're like, listen, you could do two things. You could have the surgery and then take sports off for a year. Yeah. And, bro, this time I'm a sophomore going to be a junior. Yeah. I'm like, I don't got a year to take off, bro. I ain't playing one year of football. You know, yeah. I ain't getting drafted by no college. And uh, he was like, or you could just wait three years and not play no sports the rest of high school. And then uh, just let it heal on its own because it just held, healed on its own. And then that way you don't perform any surgeries. So basically I did that and I was like, well, screw it. I ain't going to play no contact sports. And uh, So you played bowling. So I bowled, bro. Well, that bowling shit was actually like a kind of walked into situation. Me and my dad, my dad was broke and yeah. like lived out of his car, bro. So, you know, we had something cheap to do on a Tuesday was $2 bowling. So we go bowling and I found a six pound ball in my garage. And I took that, used it, boom. So I'm bowling, and it just, I was good at it naturally. And uh, I was getting strikes everywhere. And then the girl walks up to me, and she's like, hey, like, I'm a sponsor for the high school bowling team. Like, you should you should join the team. And it was, like, the end of the year, so I only played for, like, three games. She recruited you. Yeah, basically, bro. So like, I go. Look at this scrawny <clears throat> bitch. So I, I go do these games, <laughs> she bro. Said, look at this scrawny bitch. So I start doing <laughs> these games. He would be great. <laughs> We analyzed you based off your scrawny frame. But uh, no, she said, that, she, said that, uh, <laughs> she said that we went against Hemfield High School. And we oh, actually, my school, dog. They said they modeled the balls off of your head. Like your <laughs> No, but um, no, bro. But uh, I went in there and then I joined a league at the same time. So I joined like oh, a, a summer league at the same time as I start like joined the team, bro. Yeah. And uh so I did the league, bro, and I set, like, all these records for the league, and, bro, I would bowl seven days a week. Like, I would just seven days a week go hard for, like, four hours a day. I had nothing else to do, so I would just bowl seven days a week. And I did that for the whole summer, bro. Going into the year, the end of the year, bowling went through the summer. Yeah. So we finished off the end of the year, and uh, we had three games at a year when I started, bro, and they just threw me in varsity, like, first game, and uh, I come in with this plastic-ass six-pound ball, and then I hit like seven or eight strikes in a row off rip, bro. First time up on the thing and dropped like 300 almost first rap. And they were like, yo, holy shit, like where you been hiding this dude at, you know? And they started me on varsity every game since. I ended up becoming like the anchor. And then uh, we went to regionals, states, 
and then I won states as uh, individual, and then as a uh, team. You know, we did uh, as a team as well. Yeah, and my average is like two sixteen, bro. But uh, state champion bowler helps you run his. You office. already know, bro. They gave me a letterman, a plaque, bro. I, you know, I accomplished something. So he got a letter ball, letter ball. <laughs> yep. So, but no, nah, bro. It was uh. That was like, bro, I was just like the goat. Dude, shout it. out to all the bowlers out there, too. Yeah, I know shout I'm out like, to bowlers, bro, I don't know, like, if, if when this blows up in 10 years, people are going to go back to this episode and there's going to be thousands of bowlers that are like, screw you, Tristan. <laughs> Shit talking bowling. Bro, tell me why a policy holder just texted me, bro. <laughs> said, what's the name of the insurance company? <laughs> it's 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> don't worry about it. Go to sleep. You're insured. That's hilarious. So, crush bowling. Get out of high school. How long? So you were 18. How long you were out of high school before you DM'd me? So I was out of high school for like, I want to say a year. No, probably. Yeah, probably a year. So because I DM'd you December of 2018. So really like six months. Oh, so we graduated the same year, 17? No, so I graduated. um, You graduated 18. 18. And I graduated 17. Yep. So May, May of 2018, I. I, I graduated, and then I DM'd you in um, in December of 2018. So for those of you that don't know, so he DM'd me because tell him how you how you found me. So I was, uh, you know, I, I started to, I tried to, I wanted to get rich, bro, basically always. I always knew I wanted to get rich and help people and, uh, and just get rich, bro, just successful. You know what I mean? So I tried to start, like, my own detailing business and stuff, but I found Grant Cardone. So once I found Grant Cardone, he's like a big real real estate guru, and I found him, and I was like, you know, he told me about his journey getting into real estate. He's a billionaire from real estate, but he started off selling cars, making $100,000 a year, saved up for 10 years, got into real estate. So I said, that's my plan, right? And uh, I was looking for an opportunity. I'm scrolling through Instagram every day, trying to find an opportunity and, uh, you know, just changed my life and everything was, you know, buy my course for $5,000 a week and yeah. move down to Florida and learn how to drop ship and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, screw this. You know, I ain't got time for this. I need something that's near me. I had no money, bro. Like I, I need something that's near me. And next thing I know, I'm scrolling through Instagram and I see an ad that you posted and you showed the office. Yep. And it was, you know, everybody screaming during the agency meeting, playing yep. the music. And then you shut the door, you come out and you're like, Hey, my name's Tristan DeLabic. I went to Hempfield High School. Instantly, I knew it was a high school 30 minutes away from me and that you were from Greensburg. And I was like, he's like, I'm 19 years old. I made $100,000 my first year at 19 years old. And, you know, this is not one of those buy my courses. You, that's what got me, bro. He's like, this is not one of those amount of time, like at least 30 minutes to an hour. Yeah. We talked and, a minute. Uh, and, you know, I told you, obviously, like, Grant Cardone stuff. That, and you were like, well, you know, da 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 You start telling me about the job. And I'm already, like, sold on it. And then he goes, he says, he said, well, there's another person, you know, looking for the same spot that, that we would hire you for. And, you know, you have, it sounds like better qualifications, but we, we might go with him. I don't know yet. Let me, uh, let me go ahead and talk to my hiring director. And then we see if we could schedule you for an interview. Text me your email, number, yeah. and name. And I was like, shit, bro, hopefully I get this job. Bro. I'm over there tweaking, praying to God every night. I was praying to God every night for like the whole six months, bro, to a year. And um, you said, come in for an interview on Tuesday. I said, bet, Tuesday at 1030. And this girl's waiting for me to pick her up. It's like, you know, 11 o'clock at night, 1130 at night at this point. I was waiting outside for like an hour. Yeah. And 
uh, I pick her up, da, da, da. I come in for the interview, bro. When I'm coming in for the interview, it's an hour away. Yeah. And I'm coming in for the interview. I'm wearing baggy ass clothes. I never had no dress clothes of my own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had like nine cats too, bro. So I'm wearing these baggy ass clothes covered in a bunch of cat hair. That's way too big for me. And I had long shaggy hair. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I come into the office and there's all these nice people dressed up in suits, big, like beefy mother or beefy people. Um, I think we can swear. Okay, cool. I didn't know what we was going to do. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, so beefy motherfuckers. Anyways, they're huge and they're wearing suits and all these cats got nice cars and nice money and stuff. And I'm like, bro, like, what is this? Like, what do we do? What do they do? I'm trying to do what they do. Yeah. I'm like, bro, they ain't going to hire me. That's my first thought is like, dude, dude they're not the going to hire me, bro. And uh, I go and do the overview and Brody Evanson yep. did our overview, did my overview. Bro. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he talks to me about the overview, bro, and I didn't understand any of it, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I just, and I, and I, like, was spacing out, just, like, vision casting myself, like, holy, like, and just overwhelmed, bro. i never seen anything like this in yeah. my life. I barely left my hometown. So I fill out the application, and I'm like, yeah, I'm competitive. I like sales. I'm, I, I did <laughs> this, I think da, 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 I da, honestly da. started crying during my, like, overview. Huh? Like, during the interview. Like, like I, it was definitely Tommy Vina, and I, I'm pretty sure I, like, Sat in the front, like I basically, I think I started like crying for real, like like especially when Ryan Ohm was like, yeah, I think we're gonna hire you, and and he took me in the the Maserati Gran Turismo or whatever it was, dude, the fucking coupe Maserati, dude. I was like, I, think I was like, dog, change your life, bro. Change my life in a second, dude. Yeah, exactly. Bro. So I we felt went the from that way. to here we are now, where you'll make at least a half million this year. And this is just your third year in. Um, and your first year, your first full year, you made, well, this is technically your second full year, yeah. then, right? Because your first full year, you made 250 Yeah, my first full year. But the first year. six months, you only made what, like 10 grand? Yeah, 20, 25 grand my first six months. Six grand. And okay, we moved so out 20. to Nebraska. And then uh, that year, re really in eight months, I made two. When did you work? 000. When did you really start working hard? Like for me, it was like day one, but like. So I worked hard from day one but, <laughs> but like was, when did it really click for you for me oh, it like clicked immediately oh, did it click for you immediately <laughs> like no, it I never it never clicked for me immediately bro what happened was um it, I, it didn't click like i would be nervous and choking up in these people's houses and stuff and like you know mid-sentence what was the process like how hard of a leader like was i like in like in the very beginning like like i swear i'd, I'd probably like even thinking back like there's obviously bits and pieces where but i, I remember just like waking cats up like 5 a.m. <laughs> consistently like I don't remember like ever really missing a day like you know as, as my career expanded and went on and I had like opportunity to do more and delegate and certain things like that obviously I was able to make adjustments with my schedule but I can remember right off rip like the first year and a half two years and like like even going into six or 12 months of training when you John and Sam come in like I remember just like still being like very regiment and like nuts yeah bro we would when I first moved in with you, because I moved in with you like my first month. Yeah. Had you sleeping on the piss couch. The <laughs> piss couch, bro. I'm sleeping on a piss couch. And, uh, you Not know, my piss, dude. Tell him who's piss. It was, uh, it was Achilles, bro, the dog. Yes. Was that English or French English bulldog? bulldog. Yeah, English like, bulldog. I like got him for me, but then I <laughs> couldn't handle it because we're always working and I'm like, Giving to my mom was like, yo, you take this dog and put it on Facebook. Like, I always wanted to get, I, I did want to always get my mom an English Bulldog, but I just made it look like I went out and got him for <laughs> the same day. 
Dude, Achilles, bro. I remember when he was small, bro. So like, small. This small. Like this, bam. But yeah, bro. He uh, so when I would sleep on the couch, like you know, I didn't like I was. You never straight up even told me like, hey, bro, we're about to be up at five a.m. Like you just like it just started happening. Like when I first moved in, you know, and then uh, we would get home at like one a.m., bro. Like first couple days in the field, get home at one a.m. One a.m. These people and don't realize how easy every this morning, shit is, bro. Now. We would get home at one a.m. and then I remember every night it was role playing for another hour or yeah. two hours, like going to sleep <laughs> at two, three a.m., bro, and role playing until I got it right. And uh, and then you know I'd you'd wake up, come down the stairs at five a.m. and like I'm a light sleeper, bro. Any little noise like wakes me up, bro. So you come down the stairs and I just jump up, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, you would. And then uh, you'd be like, "We're going to the gym, get ready." And I was like, "Shit!" So we got ready. We go to the gym. Every day, bro. Every day. And then 5 a.m., be at the office by 7, book, podcast, and then, or listen to a podcast, read a book, and then uh And then we drive play. an hour, hour and a half to our territory, sometimes two. Like, my yeah. territory was two hours, same schedule, wrote a book my first three months, all same. People don't, people don't realize, like, how much work really goes into, like, entrepreneurship and 100% commission sales. And it really does truly take three or four years to, like, establish a good sound, like, base and yeah. foundation of like really building up like even despite the big big paychecks those first few years and certain things like that like you're reinvesting and going through obstacles like Bro. i wrecked five times dude my car insurance you guys know it's a thousand a month so like they don't realize like all that stuff we went through i put you through uh making you drive i drove my first year and a half two years but the training i'd make i'd be like you, like, you want to drive I'm like no motherfucker <laughs> dude I what was that one story when i came around the car or something i was like don't ask again. <laughs> Bro, you know, I come in and I'm driving like the first two weeks <laughs> out there two hours away. And then it's not like I was like, I'm going to beat your ass. Driving the whole day, bro. And like, and then he would sleep in the car. So we get in the car and it was we'd so put weird. A book, I'd be like, put a book on and yeah. then I'd fall asleep. <laughs> bro, he'd throw in a book. Like as soon as we got in the car, it'd be a book or like a TD Jake's podcast. We'd get in a car. Instantly, bro. It was like when you would sit down. <laughs> I would sit down and be like, ah. <laughs> like you had an off button, bro, where you sat down, shut the door. For the longest time, I couldn't get in a car because as soon as I'd sit down, I'd fall asleep. Instantaneously, bro. <laughs> it was the craziest bro. thing I ever seen. <laughs> and that's when you first started telling me about, like, because I kept asking you questions, like, what was your past? Like, how did you grow up? And you used to tell me, like, your dad used to, like, mess up your head when he would come in. You were, like, four <laughs> years old, and he would, like, like walk in there, like, I'm going to kill you, like a murder <laughs> yeah, or something, like, nuts. messing with you to scare you at, like, 3 a.m., and, and then you couldn't sleep. So, yeah. bro, you would be sleeping in a, in a passenger seat, bro. And, uh, you know, I'd be listening to the podcast, and I would just look out the corner of my eye, bro, and I'd just see you twitch, like, twitch, yeah, bro. Yeah, twitch. I and I'm, twitch, like, I'm over there, like, is this, is this dude going to, like, like knock me out while I'm driving, bro. Like, is he yeah. gonna twitch and then like just swinging in his sleep? <laughs> and uh, I'm just like, oh shit, bro. So, but that story, bro. What happened was I would drive for like two hours. I started to feel the toll of like not sleeping. Yeah, after two weeks, dog. I was doing this for two years by myself. And I'm like, bro, I'm over there. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, when's this motherfucker sleep? Like, and I'm starting to get like drowsy, falling asleep while I'm driving, trying to keep myself awake, and. uh you know, we get in the car, and I'm like, bro, if this dude makes me drive again, bro. And we get in the car, and then I'm like, bro, are you ever going to drive? And he, dude, you got so pissed. He got out the car, bro. You ever get somebody that's so mad, they put their hands on the hips, leaning <laughs> on the one side. I remember now. He started looking up, shaking his head, looking down, shaking his head like. <sighs> I had to start breathing, bro. I was this close. And I'm like, bro, like, was it really that? Like, I was just confused, bro. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, shit, whatever. 
And I was like, and you said something like, I drove for two years. I'm like, all right, that makes sense, whatever. So I drive. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm two weeks, two years, tomato, tomato. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> but, bro, so, you know, we drove out in the field, bro, and that shit was, I still remember, it, like, every day that shit was fun, bro. Crazy, dude. Looking back now, like, then it was like the process. I, I've yeah. never really hated anything. I never really hated calls or hated doorknobs. I've never really hated yeah. anything. You know what I mean? Some of it's like it gets monotonous, but I wasn't like, oh, I hate this. You right. know what I mean? Like, I, I've honestly, like, I look back, I'm like, I enjoy that. Miss those days, too, at uh, certain levels where it's like, I think now of all the, you know, the individuals are responsible for and not Bro. only dealing with business stress and getting people to make money in 100% commission and, and understand the mindset and skill set. Then you got to deal with personal lives of people dying and breakups and yep. new girlfriends, new boyfriends, new this, new that, old this, old that, and you know what I mean? Just all types of shit people don't realize. And I look back, it's like, all, lot, our only worry was, like, just driving out in the field, staying awake, process, role play, presentations, referrals. Yep. What was, like, the funniest, like, like sit or presentation? Like, what was the funniest bro, client? Like, was so it? The, the funniest client, bro, was definitely, like, there was a couple of them, bro, that I can remember, bro. But, like, dude. the funniest client I would say would probably be, like, either the dude with the guns or uh, the, oh, the racist dude, bro. Oh, that racist dude. Yeah, so this guy, you know, I'm calling for Tristan. Like, I'm in training, <laughs> setting appointments. And our, our trainees, we set appointments. And then that way we can get experience, you know, calling, yes. setting the appointment, and then watching the sale live. And I call this guy. And, you know, where, where I'm from, you know, I talked ghetto when I came into in yeah, the business. Yeah, you did talk kind of ghetto. And he's like, he thought I was black. He's like, he's like, hey, man, you sound, you sound like, you, like you, you're not white. I was like, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm white. Why? What's up? He's like, yeah, you, you sound like you're Keller. Like, kept saying that. And I'm like, is there a problem? Like, I don't understand. And he's like, yeah, if you're going to come out to my house, that's fine. We could set the appointment. But if you're Keller, don't come out here. If you're Keller, <laughs> like, don't come out here. If you're Keller, don't come And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I don't let nobody other than Caucasians in my house. And this dude's like racist, borderline. We were running leads yeah, at the borderline of West Virginia. Deep in West Virginia. And this, and I'm, and I'm like, I'm fine, bro. But, you know, you're mixed. And, uh, <laughs> And I'm like, <laughs> Rob comes up to me all nervous. I'm like, yo, Tristan, uh, we got a problem. He's like, what, bro, what? I'm like, you know, this guy, he's like racist, bro. He doesn't want nobody coming out to his house that's not white. And he's like, okay, well, what, what, when's the appointment for? He's like, yeah, we'll go out to see him. So we go out there anyways, bro. And he wasn't even there. Wasn't his wife there. was there. And she owned like a vet, bro. And like yeah, the cat dude. had half a face. Like we yeah. go in there and this cat had half that's a face, bro. Tristan walks in sells her in like 15 minutes bro for yep. like 2000 AOP and then we walk out and as we're getting in the car he pulls up bro and then he's like walking down to his house and sees us and then we just wave to him bro you got like, out the car and wave to him I got out I was like <laughs> and that policy's still in the up, books bro. isn't it yeah the policy's still probably the books. is it probably is that was hilarious dude I think of when we moved to Nebraska, and we always lived to get, dude, I almost fought Rob trying to trying to move to Nebraska, dude. All this confusion of like nobody knew what was going on. We had to take all our money we saved up to move down there. Like I put twenty, thirty grand in. Yeah. Rob probably put a couple grand in. That's like all we had saved up, and it was me, Rob, John, Sam, and this kid Anthony Billheimer. We got this house, put all our money down. It was all like we all like went back to zero to yeah. start this thing, and. uh is that right when Sam started talking to that girl? Yeah, yeah, that's when Sam that's started. That's when things started yeah. to slowly go downhill with him. And so basically Anthony, he ended up going back, and it was just us. We were in his house down there. We lived together. For two, three years, we all lived together. 
yeah. saved money. And we had the craziest house stories. I slept on the floor Bro. for the last two years. <laughs> I sleep most nights at the office now on the couch. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like I slept on the, like I've, for the last three years of building the business, I've slept on the floor or on a couch. Like, and we've Sometimes all like, that, like just say like, even though it's like, we're making all this money and everything like that, we're reinvesting, building the business. Cause it's like, you're giving up those hundreds of dollars and those thousands of dollars to like really solidify and get to millions way faster. And people don't wrap yeah. their mind around that. They just want to sit on money, blah, blah, blah. And this, that, and the other. But like, I think of when we got there, cause we brought my boy, Nick Fontana, I grew up with like a best friend that came in into my <laughs> Dude, life Nick, with me bro. and Joey O. And I'm going to try to get, I'm going to try to get both of them on the podcast, bro. But basically we got Nick on there and it, like his mind, body and spirit. Like, that's what we say. Like it's a philosophy in our company. It's like kind of the cornerstone and like what it is we believe in is like internal growth precedes external growth. And it's just growing yourself mentally, physically, and spiritually. And he'd wake up, dude, bang a few beers, 6am be like, Hey Tristan, <laughs> let's go ahead and hit a uh, MBS. Bro, like, that All right. You know, let's go to the gym. We're like, no, nah, let's box. I'd be like, what dude? He's like, He's like, let's fight now. I'm like, <laughs> all right, bet. I was like, let's do jujitsu. And like, cause I, up at this point, I'd done a couple years of uh, jujitsu with Simon and he's like, Simon's like a black belt. And so like, I was okay. If you don't know jujitsu versus somebody that does, like you're, you're going to get choked out. So like, I'd choke the shit out of him all the time. We're like, stop doing that shit. <laughs> so I started throwing kicks when we started to box, dude. And just one day we're boxing, whatever. And this is leading back up into me fighting Rob almost. And, uh, dude, bro. we're bare knuckle boxing basically in the basement, bro. Blood this one time I hit bro. him this one time. There's blood everywhere. He's getting me. I'm getting him. I hit him this one time. Because we both had these fucked up past, man, where we just, we just brawl. We just, that's how we were raised. We were just raised to fight, raised to go to war type of, type of mindset. And, dude, I remember this one time just hitting him with this right hook. And we were close to the wall. And like I hit him, his head hit the wall and came back in my face. It was like bop, bop, bop. And then this next time, I'm tired. And uh, Rob sitting right there recording and everything like that. And I'm tired. We've been, like, we really were scrapping. And I like cocked back and I head kicked the shit out bro. of this dude, bro. And he was like this. And I thought I was going to jail. I'd come in with black eyes and someone would be like, What are you doing? <laughs> bro. What's your discipline? And I'm like, Coach, <laughs> like, I promise, you know what I mean? We're not out fighting. We're, we're inside fighting. Like, I don't know what it is, but we're inside fighting. And uh, eventually we're going to move down. I'm telling Rob, he's living with us. He's like, he has Alexa. You yeah. guys have been together a few months, I'm guessing, at that point. Like, now, seriously. Yeah. And they're like, we're getting our own place. But I, I don't know why you guys were so set on that. Bro, I we didn't now. even, it wasn't even like that, bro. So when we when we were told about moving down, I'm like, I was just asking basic questions. I was asking it to John, bro. And <laughs> he was like, Tristan said you have to live in the living room. Is that what it was? Yeah, bro. So John was saying that we, he was like, we're going to get this one house and everybody, there's going to be 20 people sleeping on air mattresses all around. <laughs> so I'm over there. I was like, like so like, confused. And I had such a short temper and just made assumptions back. I like my leadership now versus them, which I, I got, we got all got so far to go, yeah. but I don't know how, like, I'm so proud. I was thinking on the way over here while we're recording this. I'm like, I'm so proud of like one, your loyalty of like dealing with 20 year old nuts. Me. And, and, and the people loyal to, to you and us and everything like that, it's like, you know what I mean? Like we're, we're 23 and you're 21 right now, right? Yeah. You're 21. So we're, I'm 23 and he's 21 and we handle like multi, multi millions when it comes to gross sales and millions of dollars and in, in income between the two of us. And, you know, and there's a lot of people we're responsible for like a hundred people between the two yeah. of us, you know, if not more. And so it's like, we're 23 and 21. It's like, I feel, I get hard on us a lot. And like, so it's like the fact that people that, that we're all in good relationships and good terms, like we've done some crazy yeah. ass shit. So we almost fought. Bro. So 
that was funny because it started like that. And, and in my eyes, I'm thinking like, we're going to live in a homeless shelter, bro. Like just all of us in like, a big ass warehouse. Like, pissed. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, bro, so you're telling me like, and then I'm thinking of Alexa, bro. And like, she's freaking out because, you know, she's like, like we're going to have to sleep on an air mattress around like all these like 20 dudes and she's freaking out bro and she's like i'm not doing it i won't come down there like da 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 and i'm like yo what the hell bro like and nobody's clearing it up they're like yeah basically basically yeah that's how we're gonna live and i'm like shit bro and it was just like you said bro high strung stressed out because you know we put yeah. all our money into this shit bro like and uh you know and we we just don't even know what's out there whether there's even leads or anything out there and we don't got no money as it is and everything so you know, we go out there or we're about to go out there and we're talking about it. And John's like, yeah, we're going to live in a, you know, with 20 <laughs> dudes and and you got to pay the deposit right now. And the deposit's a thousand or two thousand dollars. And that's hey, all I no. had. Yeah. And I'm like, shit, I'm like, all right. So I paid a deposit and I'm stressed out, broke, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm imagine, and I'm like, bro, I'm like, I'm not living with 20 dudes in an air mattress in a warehouse. Like it didn't make sense to me. I'm like, you know, why can't I just get an apartment for like 400 bucks a month? And I'm looking at these apartments and they're like 400 bucks a month, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, why don't I just get like a one bedroom studio with Alexa, 400 bucks a month? It, it shouldn't cause any issues, you know? And then, uh, you know, John tells you that. And then you're like, yeah, bro. He's like, what are you insecure? You think your girl's going to sleep with those dudes? And I'm like, no, bro, I'm not insecure. And then I started talking back, bro. And I'm like, you're insecure. And then you're like, stay there i was at your i was at the house <laughs> i was at the house i'm about to go leave to go to sell these appointments and uh, i'm on the phone with you and uh you're you're on you're at the office bro and you live like 10 minutes from five minutes from the office and then uh i'm about to leave and i'm like i started saying stuff i'm like i started talking back getting smart on purpose um and i was like yeah you're you're i was like you're you're the one that's insecure bro you're just insecure about living by yourself or so. i forget what i said bro but you were like you know what that's it stay there <laughs> and then uh you're like stay there and grab the gloves so i'm like bro Dude, i'm in a restaurant screaming this like with, <laughs> with my manager brody and i'm like no stay there and grab the fucking gloves <laughs> and i was like bro i'm like whatever bro so i i get out i, I get out of my car walk in the house and sam's Rob's in the house. back he's like bet i'm like yeah i'll stay i'm like whatever i'll see you soon and like I walk in the house, Sam's in there. I'm like, I'm telling Sam, I'm like, bro, I'm going to sell these appointments. He's like, no, stay here. He's like, just stay here, but he's laughing. He's so soft. He's over there laughing. I'm like, bro, this shit's funny to you, bro. And then I'm over there saying, I'm like, bro, if he fucking touches me, bro, I'm gonna get, I'm a fucking, I don't know, I don't know what I'll do. Right? I'm over here like pissed off, saying shit, and uh, and bro, and then uh, what's it called? You you pulled up, bro, and you get out the car, and I'm sitting there with my door open. You're like, so what's up then? And I'm like, so what's up then? And then you oh, walk dude, in the house, bro, and you're like that. walking in the house, and you're like texting somebody, and I walk in the house, bro, and you sit down, you're like, and you're just hated, bro. You're like, oh my fuck, bro, like, and then we resolved it. We ended up resolving it right there, and you explained it to me. You're like, bro, you you realize like you're gonna have a spot to stay. We're not gonna fucking put you in the middle of the the warehouse and have ten naked dudes around you, bro. I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, all right, bro. That's all I wanted to know. I was like, I was just wondering, but like you ended up telling me how it really was going to go. And I was like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. You know, save money too, bro. Like apartments aren't $400 a month, bro. You know, I found that out too. Like you're letting me know, like, bro, apartments are like a thousand a month, like 800 bucks a month at least. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, shit. Yeah, definitely. And then it made more sense. You're like, you know, we live together. So basically, bro, 
you know, that's what happened. We ended up being cool after that. But like, it was just, it was so funny, bro. Cause like, just looking back on it now, bro, there's like, you know what I mean? It's like, and it was, and bro, like when you talked about with the, uh, you know, the loyalty and staying and all that stuff. And it, to me, bro, it was like, when you, when we first started, bro, I, everything you said, I would like, I'm remembered it. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, bro, when you first said like, don't quit to yeah. me, I was like, all right, I ain't going to quit. You know what yep. I mean? So simple as it was, bro. So when you would say like, Hey bro, like you gotta like, you know, you gotta like just be coachable and everything like that. And, and you would say that stuff to me, it would stick with me. Right. Yeah. So going down there and stuff and seeing that you talked about tough coaching and I'm like, bro, like I never had a, dad that did like yep. i had never had no problems really no adversity in my life yep. so it was never somebody being tough on me with coaching you know yeah. what i mean like i played football and stuff for a couple of years when i was younger and baseball and all that shit but the coaches were soft you know what i mean yeah. so um but like when i whenever i started getting tough coaching i liked it bro i liked it because i started to become mentally tougher and feel my mind developing to be able to handle more stuff you yeah, know what, what I mean? do you think and, clicked and like made you actually want to like yeah. Go hard. Yeah, and it, and it pulled, like, the potential out of me, bro. Realizing, when was like, that? Like, what 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 made you click? Like, can well, you think of something? Like, well, yeah, bro. Like, for, for me, it was I always wanted to be, like, that type of, like, dude, bro. Like, that type of, like, warrior yeah, like, mindset type of dude. That, what inspired like, you? Why? Was it a parent? Was it a movie? Was it a song? Like, Well, really, bro, it was really just, like, if I got to say it's movies, definitely, and then, yeah, bro, like parents and, and movies and shows and, and songs, too, of just being like a leader, bro. Is there I always wanted to be the leader. Like in particular, it was like, damn, that makes me want to be rich or the 1%. Yeah, so, bro, it was just like the mindset, bro. It was the leadership mindset. Like, From if you where? walk into a room and you start speaking, yeah. It's you, like, just like John Maxwell talks about yeah. it, bro. You unconditionally, naturally know the leader that's in the room. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And then just that person that's like, I want to put the team on my back, carry them and go through. And it's like, you can't fake that shit. You can't fake that mindset, bro. Because yeah. when it comes down, you're going to have to show it. And if you can't show it internally and, and have it already, yep. you're going to fold. You know, so I realized that I wanted to be that and I could fake that. But faking it ain't going to get me nowhere, bro. Yeah. No, I'm not going to be able to succeed in life. And every successful person has that same mindset. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Of like the warrior going through shit willing to do whatever it takes mindset and just wants to win and uh that and then also physically bro i wanted to physically be like rock solid like and i envision myself as the best version of myself and yeah. that's who i was and seeing that you know that's how i envision myself so when you would be tough and coaching on me and i would realize what it would do is it would take me to the next level yeah internally externally financially like all areas it would take me to the next level yeah and you know, I was a, I, I liked yeah, it a lot, there's a, bro. There's definitely a lot of great things we've definitely accomplished through through the tough coaching, you know what I mean, and everything like that. And just, but obviously a lot of, uh, you know, stupid mistakes I've made and relationships and certain things I've damaged and just really just, you know, avoidable mistakes. So I think, I think of that to kind of capitalize on that. But I also think of in the stories of Nebraska, I think of Nick when he had that one presentation and he, he I think he called me after and he was like traumatized. And I was like, what's the matter? And he was like, Dude, I just gave this presentation and I'm sitting there and I'm going through the benefits and all I hear is this blood curdling like <laughs> ah! <laughs> and, and and like he was like like waiting for them to bring it up, like the people he's sitting down with and going over the insurance yep. with. 
and they just kept looking at him like like nothing happened. Like it's normal, yeah. Like it was normal, and he was like, uh, are you, did you guys hear that? And they're like, yeah, it's nothing. That's our uh, ape, Jackie. Just keep going. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what? He's <laughs> like, all right, man, you want to see it? And I guess they like walk him back, and they're like walking him back. And it's like, I can just imagine like the wood creaking and everything in this old house in Nebraska <laughs> yeah, bro, in the middle of a fucking farm. <laughs> and they're just like reaching for the door. And they're like, before we open the store, make sure you don't make any eye contact with our ape. Could, do you know how <laughs> fucking scared I would be, dude? Bro. And so they, he said, they slowly open the door, dog. And just imagine this monstrous, powerful, like fucking like ape. He was albino, albino was yeah, ape, albino, bro. bro. Just like if you guys have watched fucking Planet of the Apes, I mean, it's the albino version of Caesar just sitting there, no, <laughs> like staring, dog, breathing. Didn't he have a chain like a on his neck too, horse. bro? Yes, it was chained up to the room, chained in the room, like in prison, and <laughs> I guess he was traumatized. I mean, because if you imagine like Sam Marzula, like that's my boy, that's our boy, bro, and. uh he would always send me this like ape video on YouTube with like this recording of like this ape, you know, the <laughs> yeah, like bro. ripping like the fucking lady's face <laughs> off. It's like, ah, ah! and he sends it, he sends that shit to me all the time. It's just this, this ape fucks. And you just gotta, you guys gotta imagine just how powerful like these creatures are. Like they're nuts. You know what bro, I mean? They, so yeah. it's like, it's like five times human strength. I don't know what the specific stat is. We're going to get a screen here. I'm gonna, you know what I mean? Like Rogan's got and, and get, get Aiden on the, I'm going to pull up like, ape strength what is it it's like <laughs> it's got to be like five times the strength or something so he's driving away too he said and he like looked back like knowing like they was in a room the ape had a window and he was like i guess the window's like barred up and Abe's just sitting there like in a window dude i don't know oh, if you guys bars yeah dog i don't know if you guys know like like the family guy monkey was like, <laughs> like yeah, that evil there. face dog i can just imagine like this evil albino monkey just he was staring at nick like apparently and uh dude i was <laughs> dying bro what was your what's your craziest like what are some of the craziest funniest memories in Nebraska? We get so many. Bro, so many memories. I think the the funniest, craziest one, bro, that I remember was you punching through the wall, bro, at two AM. Two AM, dude. Bro, I'm so, arguing with my girlfriend. I dude, think I was arguing with, yeah. with with my girl. Bro, I don't even think you were in the middle of like the argument, bro. What I, I think, think it was all way done. Yeah, it was, I don't know what had happened. Well, bro, what happened was I think you had like some trigger PTSD when you went Something, to sleep. Some dude. like like, I don't know if you had a bad, like, a dream where that pissed you off or something, bro, but all of a sudden, and, and what's crazy is because COVID was going on, people were going crazy talking yeah. about martial law, so we had just bought some guns. You guys had just bought I some guns before that. Yeah, and then you, you <laughs> shot the whole thing. They out. <laughs> yeah, I know, bro. They know, you shot through, like, it was like 10 pillows and two, like, Dude, 20 shirts. In the house. Shot through the floor. Um, but before you shot through the floor, you had just bought the gun that day or something. And it's like 2 a.m. and oh yeah yeah, and it's like 2 a.m. and your room was connected to my room, bro. And I had a, the bathroom, the master bathroom. Yeah, yeah. We so the, the bathroom wall was connected to your wall, and all of a sudden, you know, I just hear this big bang, like a gunshot at like 4 a.m., bro. And everybody was slumped. Everybody was asleep. Like, and it's like 4 a.m. and <laughs> boom, I hear like this big ass gunshot, and I'm like, bro. And, and like, bro, no lie, I hundred percent thought you was like school shooter mode. Like, I like, I thought, even though <laughs> oh we've been God. cool for like eight months and like a year, and we it's lived horrible. together, I still was like, bro, this dude is shooting up the place. Like, maybe this was too much for him. He's shooting up. The, <laughs> so I'm peeking around the corner after I hear the first like bang, <laughs> and and I'm looking, waiting for you to just. I envisioned you coming around the corner with an AR. 
And I'm like, bro, like if this dude comes around a corner, like if I get shot, I'm like, I can't die this way. Shit started. I'm I'm thinking it's crazy. And you shit, do bro. get anxious about dying. Yeah, bro. And then all of a sudden it calms down. I don't hear shit for a second. And I walk, I'm about to walk into piss in in the bathroom. And the doors open, the lights on, bro. And I just see a fucking fist come through the wall, bro. Come through the wall and my whole wall crumbles down. Not the whole wall. And I'm like, dog, like fat assholes. Fat asshole in the wall, bro. Like just like some movie shit, bro. Thank God I didn't hit the frame. And then you pull your fist out and Alexis crying, screaming, going crazy. I'm like, what the fuck, bro? And I'm like, bro, I, I, I didn't even realize what happened. I'm like, bro, did this dude just punch through the wall, bro? And I walk in there, I put it, like, the, the guardrail with the towel hanger is, like, hanging off. And you punch, like, right under it. And and it's, like, hanging off. And so I was like, fuck it. So I put a towel on top of it to cover up that hole. And I'm over there, like, bro, holy shit. And, and she's freaking out, like, why did he do that? What's he going to do? He's going to kill us. Like, she's freaking I'm like, relax, relax. I don't know. And like, I don't even think you said a word or nothing like that, bro. I think you ended up like Dude, leaving or no, going for I a run or something. And my door was shut. And apparently Dylan was creeping out too. And Dylan's room was right beside mine on the other side. And I just, I bust through the door, the door too. Yeah. I, and the door was like a thin wood too. <laughs> and I bust through the door. Like the door's hole was like bro, huge, bro. Huge. Dylan like jumped back in his room. The best is he's, cause I think he was in there with Justin Kelly. Yeah, right? bro. He army crawled over to Justin. He was like, Justin. <laughs> did you hear that when i punched through your bathroom whatever through the walls and then through the then I, he's peeking out after army crawled over to justin say did you hear that and i guess i i uh like when he peeked out i like simultaneously punched through the door yeah, yeah. through the fucking door bro that shit's hilarious that was that was crazy that was bro. crazy that night was super crazy and then uh Jimmy Maloney staying on the bed outside. Staying but, on the yeah. bed outside and it rained. Yeah, bro. And he stayed out there like the dude. whole night, like one with nature, bro. Like, oh yeah, dude. This kid was he's he's still with a uh, with us and stuff like that. He's uh, he's still in Nebraska, I think. But dude, he's like very smart, dude. But just like hilarious, hilarious. Yeah, dude, like crazy, he just does crazy shit, bro. And um, you know, he will walk out and pray to the giving tree every yep. day at the office. Like there'd be a tree outside next to the highway and so messed up. And I chased him with that frog. Yeah, chase him. <laughs> he would eat everything, dude. He, bro, put, he ate in everything, everything bro. How about that time uh dude paintball? Paintball was crazy. When bro. I pull up and start I ran, we just started paintball and everybody wanted it at the office. I that just was like, did, some like a drive by shit, bro. Yeah, like, I came in. Dude, that's what we started doing when I started doing the purge music and yeah. I bust through your door. Oh, that 4 was, that I was the craziest thing, I think. How scared Alexa was pretty bro. traumatized from that. Yeah, bro. I still remember it in my head. Like if I could take the picture out of my head and play it, it would be like, bro. So nobody ever is like these guys like, I don't know why, like wouldn't wake up. You know what I mean? But so I started like, I was like, all right, I'm getting up for I'm going to start going to their house at 4.30 with a big-ass JBL speaker, and I'm going to start blasting the purge. And I had a paintball gun that I just got to, like, keep, like, messing around. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> make sure these motherfuckers know. And, uh, dude, we – so I got John. He would wake up with me pretty consistently. I'm like, Rob. And so we were like, Yo, let's go over to this yeah, house and July, get these cats bro. to wake up. Because I think I had John live with me. I think, oh, dude, that funny story when John was in the... Like, I have, like, an issue with sharing shower. Like, oh, yeah, like yeah, if, like, you said if, that. If I was ever staying with anybody... I had to shower like, in the sink, bro. I had to shower I like, in the I wasn't allowed sink. to shower when I grew up. <laughs> so I'd be like, yo. If, I'm, if I had, like, a roommate, I'd be like, bro, 
Don't ever be in the shower when I want to get, like, when I want to get in the shower, it's my turn. And, like, I'll be in there for two hours. John's in the showers one night, and I'll go back like into 10 the minutes, fables. bro. Dog. And, like, he, like, ran back into his room because I was freaking out. I was like, get the fuck out of the shower before I kill you. <laughs> he said you was banging on the fucking dog, shower. Dog, I was banging. I was like, you're lucky this. I was like, he said he had a shotgun loaded. Dog, he's just sitting on the other end, dude. Thank God he didn't blow me back. I can't wait to get him out here to talk about that. But we go in, and we start... Banging purge music 4 a.m. We kicked down Rob's door. Bro. So what was that like on your bro, end? So on my end, bro, like at first I thought I was dreaming. It's like 4 a.m. <laughs> and I think and I'm thinking that I'm dreaming, bro. And it was crazy because <laughs> my air mattress was like deflated. Every night I would every <laughs> night I would go to sleep and wake up with my head against the wall on the floor. Because my shit would be deflated. So it's like half deflated, bro. So I'm like lean back more, you know, like my head's like lean back. And I remember like it's like Right before I wake up, I'm I'm here. I'm seeing like the light come through my eyes. You know, like if you close your eyes, but there's yeah. light in the room, you could still see that glimmer. So I'm seeing like this glimmer of light flashing, and in my dream, I'm hearing like, "Get the fuck down, bang, bang, bang." And at first, I'm thinking it's a dream. Yeah, like I'm thinking I'm dreaming. Somebody, I'm dreaming like having like a fucking nightmare. Somebody shooting up the place or something. And bro, when I open my eyes, there's like this bright ass light in my face, and I'm hearing. Wake the fuck, get the fuck down, bang, 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 bang. Ba, ba, ba. Gunshots, people screaming, purge music playing. <laughs> Loud as shit, bro. I couldn't even think, bro. And I get up and I'm like, and I couldn't breathe. I had like a heart attack, bro. <laughs> and like in this light, and I just see these foot feet moving. Actually, and people I think running he threw his girl in front of him. <laughs> bro, Alexa jumps and it's like, protects ah. him. And then she's like, she jumps on me, bro. She's like, ah. Protects you, jumps in front of you. <laughs> no, bro. And I'm like, yeah, she's I crying know. and screaming. And I'm like, what the? And then I finally like realized that it was y'all. And I finally like catch my breath, bro. And once I catch my breath, like y'all leave and y'all go bang on everyone else's door, bro. But it was nuts because I'm like, bro, like that shit was just crazy to me. And I'm like, bro, I don't think I, I think that night, bro. I think that was like the, that night I, I started waking up consistently for like the rest of the year after that. Like every day <laughs> yeah. I started finally waking <laughs> like up again. Scared like scared the hell out yeah, of you. Yeah, bro. Like it, but it was The good, pots bro. and pans on your door. She used to yeah, hate bro. that. Bro, like it I'll was no, it was good. Bop, 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 pots and pans on people's doors, dog. Bang, bang, bang. Wake up. You ain't gonna sleep. I ain't gonna sleep. You ain't gonna sleep like that crazy lady. Yeah. I bro. ain't get no sleep because of y'all. <laughs> y'all ain't get no sleep because of me. Bro. And that shit's like, but it, it helped me wake up, bro. Like I never missed. And then, bro, what really got me too, because he would tell me like 5 a.m. reverse psychology. Like, Simon FaceTime me and John and asked where you were. Dude, and I was like, nice bro, with Simon's wondering. I was nice with the psychology games, bro. Yeah, because this nice, is when we dude. started. I started getting like results, and then Simon started like talking to me, and I'm like, I Shit. really started pushing these two, Rob and John. I'd be like, I started calling John Doctor Discipline just to piss off like everybody else. Be like, John's doing such a great job. Everybody cheer him on. If you guys have like any issues with that, just let me know. If you're just intimidated by waking up and being a man and actually you know pursuing your dreams, if you don't care. Call your mom. <laughs> Let your mom know you don't care about her if you're not coming to work. <laughs> that was hilarious, dude. The pots, the pans. What else, dude? Good. When when I had your car, my car was getting worked bro, on. That you were late, day, and I bro. put my head through like the desk. I like broke the desk in half, dude. Dude, that was nuts, bro. It was like eight eight in the morning, and we're supposed to be there by eight, and it's like eight oh five, and we're like five minutes away. 
And, uh, you know, you're like calling me like, where are you at? It's war. It's war. And it's like July. It's like it's our like biggest push, push month, month of the yeah. year almost. And you're like, where are you at? Like, and I was behind too myself in like production. I was losing to Connor or John or somebody, um, that at that time, like halfway through the month and I'm behind and you're like, yo, it's war month. Like, where are you at, bro? And we were all like competing to get to the office and stuff. And there's like 10 of us in the car and Ryan's Toyota, Ryan Crawford's Toyota. He's, he's the MGA down there. And, um, you know, it's like 10 of us in his Toyota and somebody forgot something. They had to go inside Yep. and we're waiting on them. They're like taking like 10 minutes in there, bro. Like 20 minutes. And you're calling me and you're like, where are you? Where this is war. Like, and I hear the shit in the phone, like in the background yeah. banging and slamming and shit. And you're, and I'm like, bro, like I don't, and you're like, bro, you don't care. Like, there's no way you care. Tell your mom you don't care. Like, dude, this kid quit the same day. This new kid, just Jake, Jake's personal. Oh yeah, that like, kid quit. I'm, I I'm do not back. feel Tristan is mentally healthy. Yeah, bro. <laughs> he quit, bro, because because he was screaming and doing that shit. Kid, I feel so bad. I wasn't. I was, <laughs> I was such a fireball. Like, I demanded excellence. We were not like John and Rob were one and two, and they were like a hundred thousand ahead of everybody else, which is a large gap in our company. And like it's halfway through the year, we've got everybody doubled up, and like I did not care about that. Like every day, bro. my mind reset, and I'm like, "Wait the fuck!" <laughs> like yeah, it's time bro, to go. Like every day, and bro. I'm like, I, I pray like I'm I'm that way, you know, forever. Found a better way, you know, for for my communication, my patience, and my delivery. I'm trying to get better, you know, bro, that <laughs> with shit. all of that. But I think it helped us a lot. Though, oh, bro. for I think sure, it, really, it helped us really, a lot. I mean, like that's one thing. If if really anything that yeah, I feel had, as if uh, crazy culture. that I needed, bro, because I never. You know, tough coaching is, I think, personally, I think it's essential. You know, I think, like, really pushing somebody to the brink of, it's like. almost midnight here. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm yawning. He said tough coaching. I'm thinking insane coaching. If I would have looked at me, like, how I was bro, then, like, especially in comparison to who I am now, I feel like I'm so much softer yeah, bro, now, a dude. Lot. Yeah, it's definitely a lot. I feel like I was yelling lenient. every day, like, let's go. Like, like attacks, dude. Like, like let's go. Like demanding like de- yeah. like there's no other option other than the next one and that's still the mindset but definitely more of like a patient perspective of of love and encouragement genuinely opposed to like like just like straight war mode but dude that was hilarious yeah bro because there was like a lot of people we had a lot of people that we recruited bro yeah. like resumes and, so, and like well actually we had less recruits and but the most alp yeah. like even even uh you know, home office, they still talk about it today. They're like, even this year, like we, we have, we're, we're like top three, top five um, in regard to sales produced based off of rep that we'll bring in. Obviously any sales company is going to have turnover and that's just notorious for like, well, well, what's your averages? And it's like, our average is like 40 or 50,000. I think the number yep. is per, per individual that will actually get licensed. And if they have one sale with us, they're going to average 40 to 50,000 in, in total sales over their career. What's the company average? The company's half that 20,000. Yeah. That's you know nuts. what I mean? So it's crazy to think as we wrap up, we're almost two hours in. I'm thinking, you know, contextually like good context that we can kind of deliver with good content, like the context you can deliver in content. Like if you had to leave people, cause a lot of people in our, are going to hear like a write off rip. The only people that are going to listen to this are going to be like pretty much in our industry. And I think yeah. really for the people that are, you know, if you're in a business, whatever endeavors, or if you're an entrepreneur like, like, like us and, and run your own businesses, I think what are like three things you would want to leave those people? Like if, if you had to leave them with, with three things to like be successful uh, in in their pursuits, whether that be their dreams or starting out in sales or starting their own business or, or on the brink of about to, like 
what like what do you recommend those people do? So I think the, the biggest things, bro, is just like build on a foundation. Like one thing that really helped me a lot, and and whenever you when I came in and then uh, you know I lived with you and and just pretty much spent every second with you was just a foundation, bro. You know, like when I look at my start and kind of look at it as like it was slower than most people's, yeah. like my start to the business. But what I realized was that like it was building a foundation, you know yeah. what I mean? And I had no foundation ever. So it was like for me to have to get a foundation and, and so build it. So what do you mean probably like by foundation? So what I mean is like the basics, you know, I think a lot of people come into businesses and, and stuff like that. And they I try love to how he'll redescribe like a simplified, like the foundation. And I'm like, all right, what do you mean by the foundation? The basics. <laughs> he redescribes a bland <laughs> term with another generic term. Yeah, what do you mean the, by the foundation? The, the foundation, basics? would I would say, would be the mindset. If I were to put a word on, it would be mindset. So, like, okay. like what kind of mindset? Because it's how you – it's really, like, a lot of people say in sales, you know, it's not how you close but how you approach it. You yeah. know, Zach Hart says that a lot. It's not how you close but how you approach it. And in sale – and it's just like in life, bro. You know, sales is life. So, it's the same thing. So, if you approach a situation with the right mindset <sighs> – then you can make necessary adjustments and learn yeah. from it the correct way. But yep. if you approach it with the wrong mindset and you're never going to be able to adjust it because how you practice is how you perform. And if you practice wrong, you can't learn from doing it the wrong way, if that makes sense. Yeah. So when coming in, you establishing that mindset of, Hey bro, don't quit mindset of go all in on your foundation. So go all in on your first three months on the sales. Yeah. So you, when I first came in, what I remember was you having me focus for six months straight, just on only sales. Yeah. No leadership, you know, only yeah, sales. Just sales books, just mastering the craft initially level by level. Exactly. So that's, that, that's what I would say would be like your foundation is focusing on the main thing. What yeah. is the main thing? The one thing that's going to, uh, that you need to focus on when you start. And then, you know, after that six months, it was leadership. Yep. So just building the, the foundation. And then um, that would be probably the first tip is just go all in. Keep your head down for your first, you know, three, six months, year, whatever your, your average is in business, and keep your head down until you come like you up. you got to keep your head down for five years. Yeah. I know we tell everybody three to, three to six months, but the more I think about it, I feel like it's a good, like, keep your head down for five years yeah. and, and try not to put yourself in a position that's going to jeopardize too much of, of your time right. that needs to be devoted to, to really building that business. You know what I mean? Because when you talk about building a mansion, you know, that, that might sustain you for X amount of years, maybe forever. You know, it takes a few years to build. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's like you're building something massive. It's going to take a few years to build because you're trying to build a life that's worth living. Right. And that's forever. You know exactly. I mean? If you live in a house forever, it's got to sustain you living there and it's going to take a few years. So that's kind of think what, what you're saying exactly so exactly so that and then the second thing i would say would be obsession like you know people talk about balance whenever yeah. you're doing it's that's like that's our boy cardone yeah right he says there's no like you need a bank account we're balance. gonna get him on dude you see he posted something about real estate let's just tell him we're in real estate he yeah said, I'm to get him get, on here yeah. yeah let's email that shit tonight all right let's, let's email do. grant grant cardone wants to get on people's real estate. let's just say we're in real estate too probably cost like 100 grand though. who cares uh, I'll, I yeah, bro, bro. Yeah, I would do that too for sure. Get his ass on here. But that would be, like, bro, Jeez. like, that'd be nuts. But yeah, it's uh, obsession too, bro. Like, you know, obsession to the details. Like, instead of like, there's no such thing as balance. There's no work life balance. You know what yeah. I mean? Eventually, you have a life balance because 
you're free forever, financial freedom. That's why yep. we're doing what we're doing. But when you first start, you need a bank account balance. So you shouldn't, like, you got to be so obsessed that every waking second and moment of your life yes. is spent is so in building true. your business and building that fa- and focusing on the details. I hope one person gets this. I know this is long as hell, but I hope one person gets yeah, this. Yeah, and goes to the old thing, yeah. bro. Like, and that, that, for me, bro, like, saved my life 100% because it taps into that person that I knew I had in me. Like yeah. that flame, Grant Cardone says it, like, you know, when he was at his worst, there's still that flame in you that yes. you know you got potential to be great. Like when you're running, dude, and you just get that, like, fuck. Runner's high, yeah, bro. Yeah, runner's high, yeah. yeah. So, like, and you feel like you could lift a car. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's where you get it from for being so feeling. obsessed. I push myself. And then it's confidence, bro. Like, it's so much confidence. So like, number three would be confidence? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, I mean, number number What's two. What's the obsession you're building up into that confidence? Creating confidence, being right. Obsessed. Yeah, so just like your approach, it's how you say it, yeah. not what you say. So if you're confident, bro, anybody will listen to you, yep. do what you say, help you build your business, and, and you'll just be able to get up with a higher class of people. It's not what you know, but who you know. Yeah, you know what I mean? Work. In life that gets and who you. who knows you. Right, exactly. Yeah, even more. Like know who knows you? you, right. So with your confidence, I think that puts you in a higher class. You know, not that you're better than anyone else, but just a class of like, hey, if I'm talking to Bill Gates, I can talk about finances with him confidently yeah. because I know it. Um, so obsession and just that teaching that, pulling that out of somebody, yeah. you know what I mean, will be huge. Yeah, so just focus on being obsessed. And that also goes into your why, like, you know, why you're doing what you're doing. Um, that and then number three, bro, I would just say was like thinking big, like just think so big. Yeah. You know, like when, when we would set goals, we always had to, like you said, we always had the least amount of people. But, you know, humbly, we we always had, like, the most ALP. You know what I mean? Yep. Because it was just a, a matter of just, like, thinking so big and shooting for so big. Grant Cardone says it. The problem is not that people set their goals too high and get discouraged because they miss them. It's because they set their goals too, too low. low and get complacent when they hit them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and then they get stuck there. And that's all they're used to. They like can't I would have think killed past to that. make a hundred grand, and now it's like, yeah, the, like if my business doesn't make a hundred grand a month, we'd be, bro- we'd be broke. Bro. Yeah, Living exactly. On the street. Like I feel like, yeah, we like we like spending that overall like business and everything like that every so, like, quarter. Yeah, yeah, easy. Like so, I think like that that would be definitely the third thing is think so big, bro. Because yeah. if you can, if you're shooting for a million dollars, yeah, you know, and you do, but you have to follow it up with action. Yeah. Like everybody, if you're just thinking big, you're just a dreamer. If you yeah. follow it up with the same action and map it out, sales is a numbers game. Yep. So if you map out your numbers for a large goal and you map out a million dollars, but you fall short and hit $750,000, yeah. you still did way more than what you ever would have thought possible of yourself doing. You know what I mean? My and then like so asleep. I'm going to have to get a yeah, high chair. No, bro, I need to stretch for sure. But, um, but yeah, but those would be my three tips is just, you know, come in and, and build and focus on your foundation and focusing on that main thing. So if you're in sales, focusing on learning sales. Yeah, everybody's in sales. Yeah. I mean, selling yourself. You're yeah. selling yourself every day on everything you do. Yeah. Or else you're going to get sold by somebody else to work yep. for them. Yeah. You know, build their dreams or you could sell others on building yours. But focusing on that foundation um, you know, playing your part where you're at will be the best way to describe yeah. it. So whatever level of position you're at, be the best at that position. Be the best where you're at. Exactly. Be the best where you're at. Fire. And then, uh, you know, second obsession, just to the details. Every small detail matters. Yes. People say, look at the bigger picture and the big vision. 
the big vision is only accomplished by always perfectly executing the smaller things. Yeah. Not being a perfectionist of somebody that spends so much time perfecting it, but just executing the details. Yeah. Mastering the details. Perfect execution. Exactly. Then being efficient. You know planning. what I mean? In too many sense. people are busy, bro. There's a lot of people that are busy, busy and you've work, seen it in our too business. Too much excessive planning and right. let's do this. Like, you know, I, I tell people like, look, we're going to spend less time, you know, not necessarily planning, but less time like bullshitting around and doing like people do all these long ass workshops and shit. It's like, yeah. brother, wake up and get that shit knocked out. And let's get on the phones. Eight right. o'clock, hot Wall Street time. You know, so we got to wrap up because we got to, we're still grinding. You know what I mean? We're still in the early stages of our business. And uh, so we got to get up early. I know I got to go drive to Pitt and sell that Jag uh, in the morning. I know we're selling the red both, one? Yeah, the red one. So you just sold the Purp purple the, one? Yeah, the F type. Now I'm selling the XFS. What would you just buy? What truck? What, uh, what? Black Widow, something. Black, Black Widow. Widow Dodge, new truck. That was that dope. That clean, bro. Yeah, Brand new. truck. Weird, new. Get to wear the cowboy in hat the in it. Huh? It's got an iPad in the middle Basically, of the dashboard. Yeah, it's got bro. that crazy display system so we're wrapping up guys um you don't have to but if you found value in the podcast today long you know i know we don't have much credibility for you guys to even spend this much time listening if you get this far share share it i think it this should be on spotify and apple podcast by the time this launches it'll probably be early november uh but but share it if you, if you laughed if you found value you think it, it's going to add value to anybody else please it would help us out i don't know like ads or anything what we're really going to be doing uh aside from wanting to just reach out to people and uh bring encouragement positivity and and you know we're gonna we're gonna be working within this niche of of you know younger successful entrepreneurs but not limited to and just right. Uh, really just trying to bring you guys value. So check it out. You guys can check me out on social medias. It's pretty much just Tristan Delabic on everything. Just um, keeping it real, bro. that I do got, uh, my IG is disabled right now from from running, I think, employment ads. I have no idea. Instagram <laughs> yeah. takes forever to respond. I've been emailing them every day, like straight. It's like, hey, I run a small business. You guys, please get back to me. Yeah, no, it's the page. <laughs> our whole business every is day, through Instagram, like, hey, please help. You know, please help. They <laughs> get back to me. I don't care. It's whatever. Um, and then, Rob, where can they find you? And so, what can they find you on? Uh, Instagram mainly is where most of my social media is at and, and, our, and my business ran from, really from Instagram. So great, the greatest closer on Instagram, if you look up the greatest closer and is, then we have a, a web. Is there underscores or something? Yeah, so it's the underscore greatest underscore closer. Cool. So the underscore greatest underscore closer. And again, guys, so we sell life insurance on a life insurance company, but reach out for mentorship and certain things like that. We have internships and certain things with our company. We're in Chicago, but we're an international company with virtual opportunities for anybody else that's interested in that. Um, and that's pretty much a wrap. You have anything else you want to add up, dude? We've been rapping for a second. Yeah, no, we've been rapping for a minute, bro. So let's I'll keep grinding. Sea bass, go to sleep, wake yeah. up at three, get this workout on and uh, hit this drive. So you better get home before your girl freaks out. So they <laughs> appreciate we're you. wrapped up. So for having Aiden me, bro. didn't start recording.